Greetings, innovators. How are you? How are you doing? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, Dr. Vivid. Thank you again for all your support, all your likes, all your subscriptions. You guys make me so happy. I love every each and one of y'all. <laughs> enough, enough. Let's get into the episode. Okay, one more. Let's go. So, this episode is coming at you a little bit faster (laughs) than usual, but I'm so happy to be hearing my voice and you hearing my voice on a Monday. Like, what a joy it is to be back on schedule. Yes. Yes. I'm so grateful to be feeling a lot better than I was feeling over the last few weeks. So here's the progress. Yes. I'm also excited because, you know, Sunday is pumpkin Halloween in the voice. It sounds much like my two-year-old when she exclaims about Halloween. She, I told y'all she loves Halloween. So I'm really excited um, to participate in her first act of Halloween. So her first Halloween, she was definitely a little chicken nugget nugget, as my her big sister calls her. She was a chicken nugget nugget in a stroller, so she couldn't participate. Second Halloween, COVID strong, so we were just inside a friend's house with our costumes on. No party, no nothing. Just eating snacks and eating dinner and dancing in the floor. That was it. Now she is so excited about it. So I've decided, I grew up on um, in Northeast DC, Capitol Hill neighborhood. So I've decided that if people are trick-or-treating, I'm going to go to the blocks that we usually comb, literally the two blocks by my childhood home. Shout out to my grandma. She turned 86. She still lives in my childhood home. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, we're going to go over there and... Um, A lot of the families over there, they put candy in a Ziploc bag and they put it out on the porch and you can just come pick it up. So they were already doing contactless stuff. So we're going to probably hit a couple of those houses and then come back to do a little contactless action of our own because this will be the first year that we give candy out. We're usually gone trick-or-treating. So this is the first year. And then, you know, last year we didn't do it, anything at all. So... I'm excited. I'm excited. For those of you who celebrate, please send me pictures. Tag me in things. Halloween. We love spooky season, spooky season, spooky season. You know how I feel about it. So please show me your adult costumes. Show me your pet costumes, your kid costumes. Show them all to me, please. Uh, What else is going on? Oh, (laughs) you guys. There's a major announcement that I have, (laughs) but I don't want to tell you just yet, but there's some changes coming to Vividly Speaking. And before you like start to panic, take a deep breath. There are good changes. The format of the show is going to be the same, but, but. But (laughs) I am going to be 
announcing at the beginning of next week's show with the changes. And I'm really excited about it. So you're still getting me, but I got a little bit more support. So I'm excited to share that with you. Yeah. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Don't ask me in the streets. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Wait for next week's episode and it'll all make sense. Yay. (laughs) So now that we got that out the way, let's just jump into the rest of the episode. Come on. Let's go. Y'all, what's happening? What goes on here? Who gave Boosie his phone privileges? Who gave Lil Boosie his phone privileges back? Who gave them back to him? Why did he get on Beyonce's internet and wish death upon Lil Nas X? And not just wish death upon him, have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to say that he wants this young man to kill himself. And if he does so, he'd be doing the world a favor. Now, as a cisgendered black woman who identifies as queer, If you don't know, now you know. (laughs) I understand that there are people who don't align with the LGBTQIA plus community. I get that. There are some things that you don't like, that you don't understand, that you feel are wrong. That's okay. We can agree to disagree. However... We have to draw the line at wishing death upon someone. That's that's despicable. And this is coming from someone. I love hip hop. I love rap. I love my community. I love the culture. But there's a difference between being homophobic and just completely irrational, irrational, disrespectful. I was trying to combine those two words in my head. This is beyond an apology. If you don't know what it's like to be a member of the queer community, you don't know that suicide is something that people are threatened with on a regular basis is weaponized. You know how often these young boys, girls, folk are told to harm themselves, are told to kill themselves. And many of them, because of those harsh messages, go through with it. Every 90 seconds, not minutes, every 90 seconds, an adolescent attempts suicide. Yeah. We need to take this seriously. We need to hold people in our community accountable for the things that they say. Now, you cannot agree with someone's sexual orientation, someone's 
gender representation. Okay? But you don't have to be hateful about it. And as a woman of color, as a black woman, I've known oppression all my life. I've seen racism. I've seen stereotypes. I've seen prejudice. I've walked into that air on a many of an occasion. So I'm asking you, knowing what it feels like to be chastised, to be demeaned, to be degraded, disrespected, hated. Don't pass that on to anyone else. Don't remix your trauma and send it out to someone else, with someone else. I'm not asking you to change your views. I'm not trying to change your mind. I don't necessarily have the power to do that. I wish, but my wish may not be that strong. But I'm asking that as a community, as a society, we don't weaponize suicide in order to feel better about ourselves, in order to put someone in their place. Because the world needs a safe space We need more safe spaces to have discussions. We need more safe spaces that allow us to be ourselves. We're searching for those every day. Give us one less reason to search. Because Boosie, sir, you've been waking up with this little boy on your mind for months. I say little boy because he's younger than me significantly. And he's done nothing to harm you, done nothing to hurt you, said nothing slanderous about you, yet you wish death upon him because he made a joke, aligning himself with you. There is so much we have to fight on a daily basis. Can we please stop fighting each other? What is happening? What goes on here? So you guys know I'm a single mommy, right? And I was talking to a newer mommy and an aspiring mommy about things that people don't talk about um, that are connected to pregnancy. And we were having a a laugh-filled time because most of our ideas about what it means to be pregnant, have a baby, have a newborn come from media, you know, movies and shows. Oh, her water breaks. Oh my gosh. She's, she has to pee a lot. Oh, look at these cravings. Right. But they don't get into the nitty gritty of like pregnancy farts (laughs) or, you know, that your baby is going to look odd for a few weeks and then they feel, you know, (laughs) their faces get fuller and they start looking like a real human. You know, we talk about losing sleep, but we don't talk about losing hair, having dental issues, our eyesight changing, like 
on and on and on, right? And as I'm having this conversation, I realize that it's the same thing with mental health diagnoses. And I said, I wonder why is that? So I went back to the mommy conversation and realized that a lot of moms, when you ask them, hey, why didn't you tell X, Y about one, two, three? They go, well, I didn't want to scare them. Or I didn't know if it was just me. Or I didn't want to overwhelm them. And a light bulb went off. It's the exact same phenomena when we're talking about mental health diagnoses. We don't want to instill fear. We don't want to worry anybody. We don't want to overwhelm anyone. But do you understand how much more overwhelming it is to feel like you're the only one who experiences certain certain um, symptoms, certain feelings? Why are we hiding from our friends and our family? The stigma connected to mental health continues to exist because we won't tell the truth about our own diagnoses. We won't tell the truth about our own lived experiences because we fear judgment. We fear people treating us differently. We fear people minimizing our experiences. And we want to be seen as normal as possible. But guess what? Having a mental health diagnosis is more normal than you think. I dare you to Google the statistics associated with the amount of people who experience a depressive episode ever. Just one. You'll be surprised. And as we talk about other diagnoses, not just depression, but schizophrenia, anxiety disorders, psychosis, um, neurodivergent, all these types of mental health diagnoses and categories. There's so many people who have these diagnoses, who live these experiences. So it's more normal than not. (laughs) We normalize mental health and wellness by actively participating in conversations. We have to let go of the idea that we should be ashamed of having a mental health diagnosis. Why? You didn't commit a crime. You didn't wake up and say, you know what looks fly as fuck with my Doc Martens and my cardigan for the fall? Bipolar one, boss best outfit I've ever picked out. Like you didn't, you didn't, you didn't go, you know what I'm going to do today? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shake up the world. I am going to rob a bank. I am going to kick three puppies. I am going to then 
pick up said puppies, put them on a trampoline, and then throw two boxes of firecrackers on the trampoline and jump on it. That was chaos. Like that whole visual was chaos. Like, but you didn't do that. You just woke up with major depressive disorder. Well, you woke up experiencing an episode because you'd already been diagnosed with major depressive disorder. Stop demonizing mental health related disorders. No one goes, oh my God, cardiovascular disease. What type of shit you getting into? Nobody does that. Nobody says, child, you know she got kidney stones. No one does that, right? No, you know, no one's, we don't ridicule people for the more common physiological conditions. So let's not ridicule each other for psychological conditions. They all need to be treated. They all need to be monitored. They all have symptoms that can be irritating as hell or feel stressful that may knock us out of pocket, out of character. They're all medical conditions, whether you like to hear it or not. So if we can talk about baby showers and preparation and telling moms they should sleep when the baby sleeps. Sidebar, stop saying that. Stop doing that. It's annoying because some of us got to work and clean and do other things that involve life when the baby sleeps. <sighs> okay, I'm done. I had to get off my chest. You know, we talk about, oh, preparing people for college and, oh, don't put your drink down. Don't go to a party and leave your friends. Don't um, go to any strange places with new people and drink things or try drugs that you don't know anything about. We give all these warnings or we talk about, oh, I remember that one time that I got drunk and did this. I remember that one time I had that one night stand and oh my gosh, I remember that one time I got in this fight with such and such. Man, I learned so much about myself after that period. Let's do the same thing with mental health related illness and diagnoses. Could you imagine how much someone could learn about themselves by knowing that you have the same symptomology or present the same way they do, but they've been hiding it? Or did you have similar side effects when you took this medication and it's okay to talk about it? Because they're not broken. Oh, that was just a side effect of my medication. I'm not the only person that dealt with a dip in their libido. Oh, that's comforting. You know how comforting and supportive some young adults would feel hearing from older people um, or wiser people, more experienced people when it comes to how they got through some of the biggest, darkest episodes in their life. And to know, damn, there's light after this. There's life after this. The same way we give warnings and jokes and 
put prep into other life experiences and have those hard conversations about the birds and the bees and don't try this drug, don't do this. And if you're going to do this, be safe. Let's have those conversations about mental health. You could be saving someone's life. Really. You could be the difference that someone needs. You could be the difference. You could be the difference between them going to sleep a little bit frustrated and them not waking up at all. That's heavy. Just because you shared your experience and you showed them that there's life after this. They could have chosen to push for another moment. You could be the reason someone starts opening up more about their mental health related experiences. You could be the reason someone goes to therapy. You could be the reason someone shares things with their support group, their tribe, so that people can get a better understanding of them. And let's just do that with each other. No, I'm not saying call all your friends and go, hey, girl. Okay, so I'm a little bit manic right now. So I'm going to make this quick. Um, I'm not saying do that. I'm saying be open to conversations and normalize conversations. If someone says, hey, how you doing? You don't have to say fine just because it's the default. You can say Man, anxiety's kicking my ass today. I've been dealing with many anxiety attacks since Thursday. You know, tell the truth. Stand in the truth. I'm doing better than I was last week. I'm coming out the end of a depressive episode. Or my medication got changed. So the hallucinations have really died down. And I'm so thankful for that. Have normal conversations. Because if you look at the statistics, if you go to Google, I'm trying to tell you, you'll see that the numbers say that not being okay is more normal than you think. The numbers say that people experiencing depressive episodes, it's higher than you think. People who have contemplated suicide, it's higher than you think. The number of people who are functionally depressed, functionally anxious, functionally dealing with psychotic episodes, higher than you think. So while you're trying to hide your truth, you just walked down the street with two to five people that can relate to you. Just got on the subway car with seven folk who may share the same symptom constellation as you do. (laughs) You may have been in line behind one to two people who have taken the same medication as you have. You may be sitting in the ER with two to three people who know 
what your darkest day felt like. I also say have the conversations with your family, with your friends, with your tribe, so they can have more insight when it comes to giving you support. So they can know the ups and downs, the goods and bads. So they can step in and step up when need to. And they can give you your space when you need that as well. Being open about what your symptoms look like on a good day, on a bad day. It helps so much when it comes to solidifying that support system. So sometimes there are surprises, but at least they can be briefed. So they can know when to step in and when to stand down. Also, your testimony is helping someone else walk into their truth. It may help them strengthen their support system. It may help them look at themselves differently and go seek the help that they really desire, that they really need. The conversations need to be had, but they start with us. They start with us. We want so badly for the world to acknowledge mental health diagnoses um, for what they are, medical conditions. But the world can't be a part of the conversation if we can't even have the conversation within our homes, within our schools, within our communities, within our neighborhoods. It starts with us. So... Be open about what you're going through with your tribe, with your family, with your friends, with your community. Go to a group therapy if you want to. There are also some self-help, self-support groups that I see for places like NAMI, even on Facebook. So many times I've um, been in Facebook groups related to mental health. And see someone share one of their stories and somebody go, oh my God, me too. And then like 30 other people like, me too, me too, me too. So this whole time you thought you were alone in it and you were not. You were not. So many times you thought this is just happening to me. And another 300 people thought the same thing. You don't have to be in this alone. Who's judging you? And if they are, baby, we all got some things we wish would be better in our lives. We wish that we did better. We wish that we could change. Some of those are character flaws. And some of those are diagnoses. I could deal with the diagnoses over the character flaws. (laughs) So be kind to yourself. Be real with yourself. Be real with those around you. Tell the truth so that we all can heal. Tell the truth. Have the conversations so that we all can be supported. Tell the truth. Have the conversations. And take a stand for your mental health. Because you deserve it. You're worth it. And we all need to be focused on being healthier. Every single day, no matter what the diagnoses, no matter what the prognosis, we all deserve to be supported, deserve to be heard. 
And as many things are that are weird and wacky and, and eccentric, when it comes to the world, baby, your mental health diagnosis is the least, <laughs> the least problematic thing. Have you seen the news? Go have the conversations, guys. Greetings, innovators. I wanted to talk to you about Anchor. Have you heard of it? If you haven't, guess what? You've already been informally introduced because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. And I know that because that's how I create my podcast, Vividly Speaking with Dr. Vivid. It's free. It's loaded with a ton of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. And you can do it from your phone. If you're on the go doing a lot of interviews, you can do it from your computer. And also, you don't even have to do the heavy lifting when it comes to distribution. Uh-huh. Yeah. You heard that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Therefore, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms. And Anchor also helps you make money. Yes. Yes. And there aren't any minimum listenership rules with their sponsorship. So it's essentially everything you need to make a podcast a successful podcast, a less stressful podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tell them Dr. Vivid sent you. It's time for whale mail, whale mail, whale mail. Yeah. I'm going to get the jingle together, y'all. Don't come for me because I didn't send for you. But I did send for that whale mail, baby. Okay. <laughs> I crack myself up. That's the only thing that matters. Is that what I tell myself? I don't know. Anyway, stop <laughs> for well mail. This is the segment where I read questions that you guys have submitted me from the TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email streets. And I am growing to love how feisty you guys are and <laughs> when you are asking me some of these questions. Y'all crack me up and I love it. So today's well mail comes from the TikTok streets. TikTok, they love me and I love them. I, I really do. There's something about TikTok that is a little bit, a little bit, mm, how do I say it's wild and free over there. <laughs> it's wild and free. Like TikTok and Twitter, wild and free, baby. They don't care. They are unrestricted. So TikTok said, hey, how do I break up with my therapist? Because they're not giving what was supposed to be gave. And I feel bad, but they got to go. Which, first off, I love. This is the thing about therapy, guys. If it's not a good fit, it ain't it. You're not going to be able to work through anything with anyone that you're not connecting with, that you're not gelling with. You're trusting a therapist with some of your deepest, darkest secrets, some of the most intimate details of your life. You're trusting them to lead you on a therapeutic journey that's going to help you heal, understand yourself and gain clarity. 
How are you going to do that with somebody you're not connecting with? How are you going to do that with somebody that doesn't make you feel heard, doesn't make you feel safe? The answer is you're not. What you're going to do is waste your copay, waste your full service fee, waste your insurance company's time, and waste your time because you're still going to be stuck. So yes, if it's not a good fit, break up with them. Now, here's the how. Unless um, your therapist has done something that is very disrespectful, very offensive, and you don't feel safe with being in the virtual room with them face-to-face or in the real um, office with them face-to-face, you should have the conversation face-to-face. So they can feel your energy and they can understand as you're saying, this isn't working that they they can read it and not say, oh, this is just because of the session that we had last week. Or they're just being avoidant. No, let them feel the entirety of your energy and tell them exactly what's not clicking. If you feel like it's their tone, like you feel like they're too gentle, they're too soft, let them know, listen, I need more tough love. And I don't know if you're capable of giving me that. If you feel like they're dancing around issues or you ask them something and they're responding in riddles, let them know you don't provide me with clear reflection, clear guidance. And I need straightforward clarity in order to understand what I need to do. If you feel judged, call them out. If you feel offended, let them know. At the end of the session, when you said this, I felt this way. And I don't know if I want to continue or if this is the best fit for me. Let me pause here. There are some times that in session, clients will say they felt offended or um, bothered by something that was said. And often we can clarify or we can revisit or apologize for what was said. And the therapeutic relationship can, you know, it can withstand that. But there are certain times when it just cannot. Okay. If you feel like you're doing the work that they're assigning, but it feels like it's too much. If you feel like, listen, you keep assigning me homework assignments, I'm doing them, but I'm getting nothing from them. This isn't a good fit. If you feel like CBT, I thought it worked well for me at first, but now I'm not so sure. Let them know. There's no use of you wasting each other's time here. I had to close the door. The cat came in, y'all. For some reason, she loves being here while I am recording for you guys. But let your therapist know exactly why you're breaking up with them. Sometimes people say, well, I feel bad. And they just ghost them. You wouldn't want anybody to ghost you. And also, when you let them know exactly what's going on and what the disconnect was, you're giving them information to reflect upon and think about while they're thinking about their relationships with the rest of their clients. 
is this why this person isn't moving along the way I thought they should be? Is this why I feel like this client um, really is struggling with certain concepts? Is it me? And yes, it's okay for it to sometimes be the therapist. It could be a personality thing. It can be a cultural thing. Like you don't understand some of the things that I'm explaining and I feel like you're demonizing it or you're pathologizing it when there's nothing wrong with that. That's a part of my culture. That's a part of my belief system. And this isn't a good fit for me. Whatever it is, let them know so they can either work on it so they can be better for their current clients or their future clients, or they can understand, hey, this isn't the strongest tool in my box. And maybe I need to get some consultation from a peer. Um, maybe I need to process it with my own therapist. Maybe I need to step back with this from this approach and use ones that I really know are my heavy hitters, are the ones that give me the results. Let them know so they have the opportunity to do some self-reflection and tune up some things or phase out some things. And also let them know because this is you sticking up for yourself and setting boundaries. I'm not going to allow someone that isn't connecting with me and does and I'm not feeling safe with therapeutically to continue to be in my life. I'm not going to allow someone to stick around because I don't want to feel like the bad guy. I don't want to be the one that breaks up with them. I'm going to feel bad about that. No, you're setting boundaries. Don't take what you don't need and don't endure what's not for you. So be clear, um, use examples of things that have occurred during sessions and don't be afraid. There's nothing that therapists can do but say, okay, let's try this or okay, I honor what you're saying and I hope that you find a great fit with another clinician. They're not going to write about you and post about it and slander you. They can't. <laughs> HIPAA. And if they do, sue their ass because there is confidentiality exists for a reason. But don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. No, this is you moving for what's best for you, standing up for yourself, setting solid boundaries, and making room for the clinician that is the right fit. I hope that helps. Let's get on with the rest of the episode. So it's time to take a beat. This is the part of the episode where I tell you what I've been listening to, what's been feeding my soul, giving me joy, making me reflect. It's been helping me through the week. So y'all heard me talk about her last week. Kirby has still been in heavy rotation, specifically, specifically coconut oil. I play that song so damn much my kids know <laughs> the song. Coconut oil, boys to men lately, and wish I loved have been heavily rotating. Leon part two as well. And remember, this is off her new projects. Um, her new project, sis, he wasn't the one. Also, 
Willow, come home. I love Willow. I love this song. It's off of her album, Lately I Feel Everything. It's a great one. Um, I just love it. Just listen to it. Just listen to it. I love me some Willow. Toby, 5-5. I don't know why 5-5 just resonates in my spirit so much, but... It's one of the songs that I like to run to, that I like to work out to. But he has so many versions of this song. He has the um, single version. And then he has uh, the, I think he calls it the at home. It's like this acoustic version. And it's so dope. Go listen to it. That is a beast. You know, his wife, her verse on that is iconic. So go listen if you haven't. Because that's just a song that gets me going. And you guys, I revisited the lovely Jasmine Sullivan Hotels album because Girl Like Me just hits. I love that song and I love me some Jasmine Sullivan. I love her voice. Her voice, oh my God, one of the best voices of our generation. I argue with me if you want. I'm going to tell your grandmama that you out here lying. I might say telling stories depending on who your grandmother is, but I'm going to tell her. Um, what else? What else have I been listening to? Of course, still JoJo. <laughs> yeah, every day I listen to that album. Every single day. And let's revisit some Sam Smith. Who? Not in that way. Mm. If you're in the mood to just sit and reflect and maybe cry a little... Not in that way. That's a classic (laughs) cut. That's from In the Lonely Hour. So that's what I've been listening to. What have you been listening to? What's on your playlist? What's in heavy rotation? Let me know. Because I want to take a beat with you. All right, let's get on with the rest of the episode. It's time to do it yourself. You know? Practice some coping skills, some strategies, some tools, some things you can do to make yourself a little less stressed, that you can pour into yourself. You can make the day a little bit easier, whether it's in between therapy appointments until you get connected to your therapist or something just to add to your toolbox. Let's do it yourself. Today, I want to talk to you about release, okay? So there is power in releasing tension through noise, through sound. I talk to clients all the time when they're dealing with like lots of frustration and anger about yelling and grunting and just having a time in their car where they're just releasing all of that energy. When's the last time you had a good yell? Like a good one. You had a a guttural scream. When's the last time you just, (laughs) we need to have those moments to let what's on us be released, to make room for all that serves us. And sometimes, It's by making those noises. Sometimes it's through yelling. Sometimes it's through screaming 
at the top of our lungs. I'm fed up. I'm over this. Sometimes there are no words. They're just sounds. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a scream. It could be a grunt. It could be a series of grunts. It can be <sighs> some of those hard sighs. But let them out. In between clients, I do this. Especially when they're like very taxing sessions. My kids, my mom, she's over here once a week to help me with the kids when I'm working. She knows if she hears, or, I'm okay. That I'm just releasing some energy so that I can be able to go to my next session without that binding me, without that holding me down. So I can be able to think clearly and process for the next person. Or that I can end my day and acknowledge out loud how stressful or how frustrating it was for me. Release. Even if it's not yelling or grunting, sit in a car or sit in a room, sit in the bathroom with yourself and just say aloud in a forceful voice, like I'm forcing this emotion out, what's bothering you? Or name your emotion. Like I said, I'm frustrated. I am pissed. I am overwhelmed. Like letting it out instead of walking around with it in silence and being so tense. Release. Let it, I dare you to have a good old scream, a good old grunt, a good old growl, deep, heavy sigh. And then after you do it, go, I'm allowed to have a moment and see how you feel. You can even combine it with reflective writing. We talked about journaling and writing a couple episodes ago. Have a release and then write about how it felt to have that release. Write about how it felt after you released, but don't hold it in because that's when it starts to weigh us down. We've reached the cool down. This is the part of the episode where we focus on our breathing, body awareness, mindfulness, and most importantly, we take a moment for you. So, if you can follow along with me safely, please do. If not, pause. It's a podcast episode. You can come back to me at a later time. Follow along with me as I guide you through this experience. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. Deep breath in. Let it out. One more time. Deep breath in. Let it out slowly. 
I want you to imagine that you're in a bed. It's the most comfortable bed you've ever been in in your life. It's the perfect firmness, the perfect softness, the perfect temperature. Are there sheets? Are there throw blankets? What does the comforter feel like if there is one? Are there pillows? Does it sit high? Does it sit low? I want you to imagine this bed being the perfect level of comfort for you. How does it feel laying on your side, your back, your stomach, whatever your preferred sleeping and resting position is? How do your feet feel? How does your neck feel? Your shoulders, your back? Do you feel supported? Do you feel warm? Safe? Cuddly? Take a deep breath in. Allow yourself to run your fingers across the sheets, the blankets, the comforter. It even smells perfect. Imagine the most relaxing scent you know. There's just enough of it on these sheets in this bed. It feels amazing. Skin to sheet contact makes you feel so comfortable. This is your space you can go to when you just need to be away from it all. When you just need to rest. I'm gonna count from 10 to one. And when I get to one, I want you to open your eyes and prepare to leave your bed. 10, nine, eight, Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
allow your body to just relax. Don't try to hold your shoulders up, let them drop. Let your hands fall at your side. Let the weight of your shoulders be lifted, just drop them. Let's roll your shoulders to the front. To the back. Deep breath. We're done. This has been your cool down. we reached the end of this week's episode. I'm so glad that you were able to join me. I love you guys so much. You are awesome. You're amazing. You deserve everything good that you're going to get this week. It's yours. It is. I can't wait for next week to talk about how Halloween went for me and the girls. Hear from you. Read your well mail. And also to share my big announcement. So make sure that you're back here in the same back time, same back place. (laughs) Until then, as the wise woman told us through song that reached the lowest of valleys and the highest of mountains. Do it like it's your birthday, baby. We out. (laughs) See you next week, guys. Bye.